You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another great edition of JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matas Weingast. It's the 26th of October, 2014, second day in the uh, month of Cheshvan, 5775. You've almost daft 22 in, um, in Dafyomi, and uh, it's a great day this morning, 54 degrees outside here in the North New Jersey area. It'll be going up a bit higher to about, um, I think about 61 degrees, mostly sunny today. And, uh, it is, uh, it's gonna be nice. Uh, we are here with you in, uh, in the studios of the, <laughs> I guess the North New Jersey studios of the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, and, uh, we are here to bring you a great show. A lot of music this morning at the beginning of the show, the first hour. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7.30. And uh, news from Israel with Hannah Levy-Julian at 8 o'clock. That's live and in English. And then we're going to have a bunch of guests in the second hour. We're going to be starting off with Elliot Weiselberg. He'll be talking about the show Court Report that he has on with uh, with the network here. It airs on Sundays at 7.30. Excuse me, at um, at seven o'clock, and then uh, he it is encored on Tuesdays, and then then we'll be speaking with uh, at eight thirty. We'll be speaking with Allison Josephs, a Jew in the city. She'll be talking about her new show that just began last Thursday here on the network. And in between that, sandwiched in between that, we'll be going down to Mexico City, Mexico. We'll be speaking with uh, Yaffa Berger Palti, and she is. Uh, in Mexico City. She lives there with her family. And we're going to find out how the Shabbos project was down there. Because uh, I understand that it was an amazing event down in Mexico City. There as it was in many places around the world. And uh, we're going to check in and find out how it was down there. I understand there were thousands of people that participated. And uh, for many it changed their lives. And that just... And, just that one Shabbos, just that one single Shabbos. So that's our plan for this morning, and music interspersed all over. But first hour, we'll have uh, we'll have more music. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to go to Shlomi Gertner, and we're going to hear from him. And we'll hear uh, a bunch of other stuff, and then coming up at 7.30, Rabbi Goldwasser. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. By the way, when you go to Facebook, like our page, JM Sunday, please. And uh, we had a few people like the page over the week. I'll mention them later on. And uh, and that's about it for this morning. 
<laughs> Thanks for joining us. We are here till 9 o'clock, live and in person, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
Just too busy to listen But don't call me 
Ooh, a lot of great music here this morning on uh, JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you. Just trying to fit everything in here. We had some great news uh, that we just got, which we'll tell you about. Uh, one additional guest this morning. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it's 7.28 coming up. Uh, it'll be morning physic in just about a minute or so. We heard from Shlaimi Gertner and Dudu Kalish to open up our song segment this morning. Shimmy Engel followed that with Anod Milvado. Amiran Devere. And uh, who else? Eighth Day, Shlomi Gertner. And uh, that was our our um, our song segments for this morning so far. But it's uh, it's early. So we are uh, going to go to Rabbi Goldwasser momentarily, as I mentioned before. And then at uh, we'll have more music. Then at 8 o'clock, we'll be joined by Hannah Julian with the News from Israel, live in English. Following that, Elliot Weisleberg will join us for a couple of minutes to talk about uh, the new season of Court Report that airs exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, right here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com and on the app. Then we're going to uh, be joined by a lady from Mexico City, Mexico. Her name is Yaffa Berger Palti, and she'll be talking about the Shabbos Project as it was in Mexico City this weekend, an amazing event, as it was all over the world. I thought it would be interesting to get a perspective on what happened in, in a place far away from us, somewhat far away from us. Then at 8.30, Allison Josephs will be joining us for a few minutes to talk about her new show on the stream, Jew in the City Speaks, and that will be airing on Thursday mornings. It began this past Thursday with an interview with the comedian uh, Mendy Pellin, I believe it was. That takes place on the stream Thursdays. And then we just received a request, and of course we're going to honor it, to have the Chief Rabbi of South Africa join us this morning at 8.45 for a couple of minutes before the end of the show to give us a wrap-up of the Shabbos project. So that is absolutely amazing and exciting. It's going to be a packed Second hour, and uh, don't miss a minute of it. So thank you all for joining us this morning here on JM Sunday. Right now, it is time for Morning Chizuk, Rabbi Goldwasser's words. Our Lezecha Nishmas, our Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. It says in Masech the Shabbos, whoever fulfills three Sudas on Shabbos is spared from Chevli Mashiach, the birth pains of Mashiach, Dinashal Gehenim, the din of purgatory, Milchemes Gogumogog, in the war of Gogumogog. It's difficult for us to understand how an increase in mundane activities such as eating and drinking will help elevate oneself so that they're shielded from these three things. In fact, our Chachomim have always directed a person away from the material world. Like it says, Al Haaretz Tishon, one should sleep on the ground, a little bit of bread with salt. On the other hand, it says that Hashem wishes that we rejoice with all the good that there is in this world. Shabbos does not just mark the fact that there is a creation. It celebrates a quality, the depth of creation. Hashem stopped the process of physical creation on the first Shabbos because there was an Olam Mole, a complete world. It would be possible that Hashem could design a world for us withholding some small things. However, we may not even be aware of that. 
Sometimes we do something when we're finished. We think that perhaps we could have done it in a little better way, in a more complete way. Shabbos tells us that Hashem had a different standard for creation. Hashem did not stop the world because it was just good or very good, but because there was nothing that remained to be done. Nothing is missing. We could have had Shabbos without the Sudas, without the meals. We could have merely refrained from Malacha, the forbidden acts of work, and acknowledge and thank Hashem for bringing the world into existence. However, we prepare lavish sudas, lavish meals, and give ourselves all kinds of delicacies with the nicest china to make one statement, that Hashem Yisbarach does not merely sustain us, our tables give testimony to the fact that we lack nothing at all. We are all the beneficiaries of a world that is complete in all ways. Oynik Shabbos, the enjoyment that we have on Shabbos, shows our excitement over our quality of life. Shabbos begins in the evening. If we would allow the evening of Shabbos to pass by without the feast, then it would leave room for deficiency. Halacha tells us that we have to have a Suda in the day and also at night. More energy and more focus is put on the daytime period. A single Suda cannot carry the length of this span of time with a sense of fulfillment and contentment. So we add an additional meal, which brings the number to three. We will learn about the connection between these three sudas in warding off the three different types of calamities. It says in the Zayar, the mystique of Shabbos is unity. On Shabbos, Hashem created harmony between Himself in the universe. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. It's great to be here. Such a great cause. This summer we played at Camp Hass. Anybody been there? Have you seen that room at a musical performance? Have you seen that room dance? We realized Something more than dancing was happening. We reached the level of hula. So tonight we're going to share with you that summer experience with the hula. Make some noise for Camp Pass. Come on. It's time to me one favor. It's valley you'll be simcha. Shnayim ani yodeya. When you share it, that's the flavor. It's valley you'll be simcha. Oh, this whole world spins on the vine. That we can do when it's dancing time. Dance, 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 dance. Hule, hule, hule. Dance, 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 dance. Slip some hope in Mitzvali or Bissimcha. Oh, the soul world spins on the back. That we could do when.
Let's dance in time. Dance, 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 dance. Hule, hule, hule. Dance, 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 dance. Oh, sure, sure. 
Am Yisrael, Shira Chadasha, Boys Choir here on JM Sunday. Mata Swankest with you. Before that, Mendy Werdiger with Yedidim Hula from Eighth Day. And then we had Rabbi Goldwasser, of course, at 7.30 with Morning Chizuk, as he does each and every Sunday through Thursday morning. 7.45, 7.46 Eastern Time. AM, of course, here on the stream. Time changed in Israel last night, I believe. So I uh, hope that the Hannah Julian knows that. <laughs> I hope she remembered to change the time and knows that we're going to be calling her uh, a bit earlier than usual, <clears throat> her time. Uh, at 8 o'clock, that'll be the News from Israel live in English, followed by Court Report uh, host Elliot Weiselberg. He'll be joining us to talk about his uh, the new season of the show, which just began. Following Elliot, uh, Yaffa Burger Palti from uh, Mexico City, Mexico. She'll be joining us to talk about the Shabbos project and how it was this past weekend. There were a lot of people there, very exciting and changed people's lives. So we're going to hear from her. 8.30, Allison Josephs, Jew, from, Jew in the City, will be joining us to talk about her new show on the stream, Jew in the City Speaks. That began this past Thursday, and it'll be continuing every Thursday morning on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com and uh, the app, of course. Go to the App Store and get that. And then we were just informed not too long ago that the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, the uh, the one who put this whole Shabbos project together last year and uh, coordinated it and pushed it, and it uh, became worldwide this year. We'll be joining us for a few minutes right before the end of the show to give us a, uh, a bit of a wrap-up of the Shabbos project in South Africa and uh, and what he's heard from uh, different places around the world. So it's very exciting. We uh, thank the Chief Rabbi for making some time this morning to be able to join us and for uh, for asking us to be on here. And he's always, of course, always welcome. So that's the way it's going to be for the next uh, hour and a quarter. And you are listening to JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. There's no better place to be any time of day or night. Get the app, listen anywhere you want. And uh, see, when you're listening to live uh, shows like this, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to be on. So you can't miss a minute of it. Absolutely cannot miss a minute of it. We're going to go back to the music. And uh, 8 o'clock, we'll have the news from Israel. So uh, what's next? What are, we, what are we playing next? We're playing Yisrael Amar with Smile. Hey, that's nice. It's a good thing to do. Smile on this Sunday, the uh, second day of Cheshvan, Rosh Chodesh, another month, has flown by unbelievable. Yesterday, of course, was Rosh Chodesh. Today is the second. And uh, it's, it's amazing how time really flies. Here's Smile, exclusively on JM Sunday this morning, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
That was B'Shem Hashem by Mati Steinmetz right here on JM Sunday from the Sheer album. My name is Matis Weingast. It's about a minute before 8 o'clock. We'll be going to the news from Israel momentarily. And you are listening to us on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsiegel.com. And uh, the NSN app is the best way of getting all the uh, all the shows and everything you want to hear on the network. There's so many different features to the app. So uh, please make sure to uh, get it, uh, recommend it to your friends, and uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's well worth it. It's the the cost is you know it's definitely worth the cost, which is absolutely free. <laughs> uh, so make sure to get that news from Israel coming right up, uh, followed by Elliot Weiselberg, host of Court Report. We'll be talking to him for a few minutes about his show on the network. We'll also be talking to Allison Josephs later on about her show on the network and. Um, Sandwiched in between, uh, we're going to be speaking to somebody from Mexico City, Mexico, about the Shabbos project. Uh, we're going to be speaking to uh, Yaffa Berger Palti. And then at a quarter to nine, we are scheduled to have the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, uh, to join us to talk a few minutes about the Shabbos project, the wrap-up of it, and what it was like. So that is a very exciting morning, and we'll be able to hopefully get everything in as uh, as much as possible. Uh, at uh, yeah, it's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news commentator on Israel National Radio, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. It's been a busy weekend here in the Holy Land. Uh, One thousand border police officers have joined the Di- Jerusalem District Force. That's to help put an end to Arab violence and. The- Additional forces will beef up security in the three main areas, all concentrated in eastern and northern Jerusalem, and also in the old city. Last week, there were riots in Beit Olot, with Arabs throwing rocks, one man injured. Police dispersed that mob. Uh, while we're on the topic of Beit Olot, reportedly, Kiryat Arba's chief rabbi, Dov Lior, has decided to leave the community. According to reports in Hebrew media, Rav Lior is buying a home in Beit Olot. That is where his founding yeshiva is located. The Rav reportedly is planning to move to the Jerusalem neighborhood by Hanukkah. Egypt has postponed talks between Israel and Gaza's ruling Hamas terrorist organization. That report following massive terror attacks that were ending that ended the lives of thir- more than 30. Egyptian soldiers on Friday in the Sinai Peninsula. Nearly 30 others were wounded in the attack as well. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi says the attack was a foreign-funded operation. He says the military will deal with the killers. Meanwhile, a three-month state of emergency has been ordered in areas near the borders with Israel and Gaza. Egypt has also ordered closed the Rafa closing with uh, the Rafa crossing with Gaza. That's the only border crossing not presently controlled by Israel. The light rail in Jerusalem was traveling under a hail of rocks this morning through the northern Jerusalem neighborhood of uh, Shuafat. That was at about 7:15 this morning. Uh, a window was smashed on the train. Passengers were not physically injured. Several were traumatized by the attack. This has become a routine event, so sometimes several times a day. Saturday night, there were at least 
several attacks, two that I know of. Uh, they passed through Shuafat and Beit Hanina. That's where the attacks took place. Damaged windows at least one of the times, costing the city pass firm thousands of shekels more in repairs. It also means reduced service to commuters on the line who will have to make do with fewer trains since each time a car is damaged, it must be taken out of service to be repaired. A potential terror attack was foiled at the Hizmet checkpoint in Samaria this morning by security personnel. A Palestinian Authority Arab driver was arrested after a search of his car revealed a cluster of jumbo-sized fireworks taped together. That's a potential explosive. Border police discovered five such homemade bombs hidden in the vehicle. The suspected driver was arrested. He was turned over to security personnel for further questioning. In recent weeks, a number of security personnel have been injured, also civilians, by Arab terrorists hurling, hurling fireworks just like that and homemade bombs created from them taped together. The city of Jerusalem has been absolutely flooded with these fireworks. Terrorists have been using them in various ways during attacks on Israeli civilians and security alike. Tunisia, for the first time ever, uh, is going to the polls today to select members of their country's legislature. 13,000 candidates representing more than 90 political parties ran for the 217 available seats in the legislature. Voting began at 7 o'clock this morning. It's set to wrap up at 6 o'clock tonight, this local time. Results will be tallied shortly thereafter. Elections for Tunisia's president are scheduled to take place on November 23rd. And Israeli President Ruven Rivlin became the first sitting president in Israel on today to participate in an annual ceremony marking the Kafir Kassim Massacre. Rivlin has vowed to make the historic appearance during the election campaign. He followed through on his promise today, despite criticism from his traditional base of support in the political right. However, many residents expect the president to take a further unprecedented step, and that was to apologize on behalf of the state of Israel. Uh, it's not clear whether or not he did that. He met with the mayor and other officials at the ceremony marking the 58th anniversary of the massacre in the Arab town. As has become tradition, black flags were hung around Kafir Qasim ahead of the ceremony. Uh, in 2007, then-President Shimon Peres visited Kafir Qasim and extended an apology. He called it a most difficult incident, and he said that it was deeply regretted. But uh, despite the locals' hope for an official apology, um, Rivlin was not expected to formally apologize. Let me just explain what that's all about. Most listeners might not know. There was a massacre on October 29, 1956. Israeli border police officers shot to death 49 Kafir residents and injured 13, including women and children. At the time, there was a curfew imposed on the town, but uh, unaware of the restrictive measure, dozens of villagers returned to the village, and they were shot and killed. There were public protests. There, uh, they were protesting this massacre, and there was a trial of 13 soldiers, eight of whom were found guilty. They were sentenced to prison terms. It happens. It's, it's not great. 
it does happen. Um, and a lot of officials, a lot of public officials in Israel have since made visits and have, uh, have had discussions with local officials about it. But uh, Ruben Rivlin is the first sitting Israeli president to participate in the annual ceremony. He has made history today. In Israel, we have partly cloudy skies. That is expected to continue at least for, through the first half of the week. The temperatures are mild, but slightly cool as expected at this time of year. Last night we changed the clocks and we fell back one hour. <laughs> There's now six hours between Israel and New York. That's the news. This is Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Have a great week. Thanks, Hannah Julian, for joining us. That's our news from Israel. We'll see you next week right here on JM and the AM exclusively, JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Network. Time to go back to the music for a couple of minutes. We'll be joined right away with, uh, by Elliot Weiselberg talking about Court Report right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> going on we're going to have to uh give our apologies to Jakob Schwecki for cutting into uh, his uh his English medley and uh that was live at Nokia maybe we'll get back to that in a little bit uh, right now we are joined by the one and only Elliot Weiselberg he is the host of Court Report right here on the Nachum Siegel Network it airs on Sunday nights at seven o'clock and re-airs on Tuesdays good morning Elliot welcome back to JM Sunday much, Matis. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's a pleasure. I, uh, I hope you got at least 20 minutes of sleep last night. Oh, I tried. There was <laughs> so much to do. I, I even told this morning I was putting together all these stuff for the court reports this week. It's uh, an amazing beginning to an amazing season. Excellent, and uh, it is uh, something that a lot of people look forward to. Uh, the show began uh, last week, I believe, right? It was the first episode mm-hmm. of this season. Um, so tell us uh, briefly, what uh, what are you looking forward to this year? Is there any sport that's being highlighted that um, maybe wasn't, or uh, is, any uh, different format, coaches, interviews? What do, you, what do you have going for us for the next uh, season? 
Well, every year brings with it a, 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 an opportunity for something you've never seen before with different kids and different teams. So you're always looking to be surprised by something. For this year for the show, I'm very happy to say that we've uh, been given an extra half hour more with which to discuss everything that happened. So I'm extremely happy that there's so much more that we can do. So looking forward to adding some new segments, adding some new uh, some new topics to talk about, and just really delving into what goes on in the season. We're hoping to stretch into girls' sports this year for us a little bit more. Next Sunday there should be something very interesting in terms of that. Uh, hopefully I'll get to it on the show tonight. Uh, but right now we're just looking for something to wow us. And, you know, it's the young season, and we're looking for something to do right off the bat. Do you... Um... Do you, do you have from from last season any returning players that and you know my knowledge of sports is not that great but uh, do you have from, returning from last season any players that uh, in any of the sports really that are ones to really watch out for that are really like super and you know looking towards this year to say okay this is going to be extra special. Well, in that vein, I'm going to start out with basketball because on tonight's show I have an interview with. Uh, Flatbush JV and Varsity basketball head coach Avi Bornstein. And we spent a decent amount of time discussing recent DRS to half their transfer, A.B. Perlow. The kid is a junior, but he's already making waves in basketball, switching over to half there and taking them from a team that probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't rank so high to a team that's a, that's a playoff contender. They, the team already won the preseason Mag and David tournament, which featured uh, defending champion North Shore, a team that two years ago as, J- as JV uh, members finished second in their league. So these are already coming in and taking over teams like that. So the difference this one kid makes is huge. And in hockey, um, one second. We'll give you a little fill-in and let you know that Elliot Weiselberg is on with us this morning here on JM Sunday talking about Court Report, which is a... Uh, a returning show here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and it airs for one hour now, beginning at 7 o'clock this evening here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and then rebroadcasts on Tuesdays. So, uh, Elliot, you were going to go to hockey, I believe, right? Yeah, I was. For hockey, I think one of the interesting people to see this year is going to be Daniel Levy, a uh, another junior, actually, this year for, for TABC, one of Mo Fuchs's kids. Mo Fuchs was on with us last week when we did our hockey preview. Uh, this... Uh, He's a phenomenal player to watch. Um, two years ago, I was watching him play in the Junior Varsity Championship game, and, and he you know, blew me away. Um, he pulled out a natural hat trick on DRS, one of the top teams there in the, when they were in JV, and now that they're in Varsity, uh, TABC is the same team, and everybody else is just falling behind. Daniel Levy is going to be, even as a junior, a main player for the storm this year. Excellent. I know that one of the things that you encourage people to do, the coaches and whoever else is designated uh, to do it, and that is to contact you and let you know what's out there, what scores are, and things like that. Where should people contact you on a regular basis so that uh, you can you know, let everybody know what's been happening? Um, very good question. I'm still looking for uh, for a fix to my uh, to my ElliotAnnakumSkill.com email. So for the time being, if people if people want to reach me, they can do it at a different at a, uh, a different AOL address at at emw13 at aol.com. 
or they can do it, uh, they can send me a message on Facebook at Elliot Weisselberg, that's my name, um, that's the, the handle that I go by by on Facebook, or on Twitter, they can tweet me at YLSWiseGuy, Y-L-S-W-B-I-S-G-U-Y, on Twitter, any of those three ways, or they can call me, or carrier pigeon or <laughs> Let's see if, however they want to do it. Let's see if we can get that Elliot uh, NachumSiegel.com uh, fixed up so we can get that, <laughs> get that easy one out there for everybody. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure people will get in touch with you. Elliot, I want to thank you very much. Uh, good luck on the new season and uh, keep everybody posted. And I appreciate you joining us here on the uh, on the show. Tonight you're having um, who again? Who are you interviewing? I am having Flatbush, JV, and Varsity head basketball coach Avi Bornstein. We're going to roll through the JV and Varsity basketball season preview to the 2014-2015 season. Excellent. That takes place at 7 o'clock tonight right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Elliot, thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you. That is Elliot Weiselberg. It's 8.16 in the morning, and we're going to go momentarily to... Uh, Mexico City, Mexico, where we will be joined by uh, Yaffa Berger-Palti, who will tell us about the goings-on this um, past Shabbos with um, with the Shabbos Project. So we're going to go back to uh, Yaakov Shweki for a few seconds, and uh, then we'll we'll get back with uh, Yaffa. <laughs>
one man took on a sacred task to bring the scattered Jewish children home. He traveled far from place to place, a quest to ignite the faith of those sent into hiding long ago. Thanks again, Yako, for uh, for filling in in between our interviews. Yako Shweki here on the JM Sunday. I apologize. I'll have to give him a call and you know thank him for that. But I want to go to our uh, our next guest, and she is right now in Mexico City, Mexico. I'm joined by Yafa Berger Palti here on JM Sunday. Yafa, good morning and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Uh, you uh, and I spoke last night uh, through uh, through Facebook. Uh, when I read that uh, in Mexico City there was this amazing Shabbos project uh, weekend the last couple of days, and I reached out to you and you were kind enough to join us on the air. Tell us, um, I, I want to because we don't have too much time here. Um, what was the first event? Was that first event uh, the challah baking on Thursday? Yes. So the first event was the challah baking on Thursday. We had a very, very successful turnout. We actually did two different challah bakes because we couldn't fit everybody into one place at the same wow. time. Wow. How many people did you have? We had about 3,000 women. 3,000 women in Mexico City yes. baking challah on Thursday in anticipation of the Shabbos project and, of course, in anticipation of Shabbos. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Well, yeah, we actually spent a lot of time and energy preparing the city for this project. It was it was literally like like a whole color war over here. Banners <laughs> and theme songs and cheering all over the place. The energy was amazing just now, for the past few weeks. As you explained to me, there are four major communities in Mexico that, that are Jewish communities. And uh, this took place as a joint effort from those communities and took place in Mexico City. Uh, the um, the word must have gotten out there. Obviously, you had a lot of publicity about it to get so many people. What happened after that um, when it came towards uh, Shabbos? Uh, did people have the booklets? Like I know when you go on that website from the Shabbos Project, there were different pieces of information. Did everybody have all that before getting into Shabbos? Yeah, we we definitely had. It was an intercommunitary project. We all worked together. Um, and we gave out all the booklets, we gave out everything, we prepared everybody together. Um, and each community basically, um, you know, sort of did their own thing for the Shabbos project, although we all did it together. We, different communities joined together at some point. Um, we invited other communities together with us. Uh, it was really, it was, that was part of what was so beautiful about it. It really, really created a huge amount of unity between the communities here. Amazing. Now, just to let people know, you're down there in Mexico City. You've been there for nine years. Um, I believe your husband's name is Niso. Am I correct? Correct. You're, you're there with uh, with Niso and family, and uh, you've been there. Your English is quite good, especially from somebody coming from Brooklyn, as I found out. <laughs> so, and, and, and a listener to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network for many years, which is always right. always great. So we know we have listeners down there. Um, but uh, when when you um, began to see uh, what was happening here, uh, what kind of feelings did you get from people, especially who were not uh, yet observant or who don't observe Shabbos the way? Uh, traditionally we do? Um, well, I mean, tr- honestly, I think the most important thing that we gained from this entire thing before the project, during the project, 
um, is that the barriers were broken. People who would never have invited others for a Shabbos meal invited them this week, and people who never would have accepted the invites accepted this week. There's actually a, a guy we know who is, is a from guy, Shomer Shabbos. His neighbor is not, and they've never even spoken before. But this week, the Shomer Shabbos guy reached out and invited his neighbor, who accepted, and he also never would have accepted. They both told us the story last night. And they spent Shabbos together, and it clearly was the first of many more to come. That is amazing. Now, in your community, in the Mexico City community, how many um, people were hosted, roughly? Oh, wow. I don't even know if I could answer that. I mean, I know that we had uh, thousands, that's for sure. Wow, there were unbelievable. Two, two huge hotels that were full. There were some people who went to hotels for Shabbos, to spend Shabbos together. Now, you, you told me that there were people who uh, normally would be driving to shul, driven to shul in the past, who walked this Shabbos, mm-hmm. and, and then what was their reaction afterwards? What did they de- determine to do afterwards? Um, well, yeah, so that, that, was, that was pretty amazing. We had people who walked about an hour and a half, two hours. They never would have walked before. And um, they, they loved it. They spent the entire day by us. We had about 450 people hanging out in our shul. We were prepared for it. We had a big Shabbos meal. We prepared lounges and couches with drinks and board games and activities. And I made a kumzitz with the women. And the men had shiurim. Women also had shiurim. Um, together, separate, everything. You know, it was really beautiful. And um, they, they really loved it. I was shocked. Some people that I really never thought would do it, they, they really did it. And... Um, I actually invited two families to come next week for, for a Shabbos meal. And not only did they accept, but they told me, I think we're even going to walk it. Wow, unbelievable. Yafa Berger Palti is my guest. She's in Mexico City. She lives there with her family. We're talking about the Shabbos project. As I mentioned earlier, Rabbi Goldstein is scheduled to join us at 845, and we're going to hear a bit of a wrap-up of what went on in South Africa. I'm going to mention what you just said in terms of the events in Mexico City. I don't know if he's heard about them yet, or I'm sure he will at some point. But that is amazing, and what you just said is is was going to be my next question. What is the follow-up here in terms of getting these people that came for this Shabbat, came for this Shabbos, however you want to say it, and and want to look for something in the future. What's going to be the next step? Uh, well, we you know we definitely hope that the, the truth is I had I had two goals over here. Um, the goal was first of all I just want to tell you that the, the impression that I get so far was that at least double the amount of people who usually keep Shabbos in Mexico actually kept it this week. That's double. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. So I get the feeling that a lot of people will uh, were inspired and would like to keep moving forward in whatever way they're able to. Um, And really, a a very, very big goal of mine was just trying to get people, more than just trying to get people to respect a Shabbos. It was actually to create awareness and connection among the greater Jewish nation, you know, hoping to decrease the us versus them mentality, which is often present between the from and the non-from. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not, <clears throat> I'm sorry, we are not two separate worlds. We're all brothers and sisters with the same origin, the same destination. And, 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 and my, a big goal of mine was really to, to sort of, you know, break down those barriers and, and allow people to, to realize that we're all one. And I hope they'll, they'll remain with that feeling and, and become more connected and more involved 
from both sides. You, you, thank you for that. You gave me the, the, the tie into our next guest who's going to join us. Allison Josephs is from Jew in the City and, uh, her, her mission is to show the world that, uh, you know, you can be Orthodox and you can be Jewish and, uh, they're, they're not mutually exclusive at all and people are surprised. Uh, at, at that, and uh, that's great. Yaf, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know it was kind of last minute. You're you're on no sleep, and uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, I hope to have you on again soon to talk about the community down there because it's something that most of our listeners are not familiar with, and mm-hmm. uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. And thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Thank you so much. I look forward as well. Take care. Okay. Bye. Yaffa Berger Palti here on JM Sunday. And uh, it's amazing that that 450 people stayed at the hotels and uh, and had all different activities, and then uh, uh, 3,000 women baking challah, double the number of people that usually keep Shabbos kept Shabbos this past weekend, all because of the Shabbos project. Allison Joseph scheduled to coming uh, come up in a couple of minutes, and Rabbi Goldberg, Goldstein coming up at 8:45. We're gonna go back. We're gonna we're gonna let uh, Yaakov Shweki play a little bit more. And uh, get us into the mood here on JM Sunday.
Guy Elba is here on JM Sunday with with us. Thank you so much for uh, for that, God. I appreciate it tremendously. It is eight uh, thirty two in the morning, and uh, it's an amazing interview that we just had with uh, with Yaffa Burger Palti in New Mexico in uh, Mexico City, Mexico, about the Shabbos project. And uh, Rabbi Warren Goldstein is scheduled to join us at about eight forty five this morning to give us a wrap up of the. Um, of the Shabbos Project in South Africa and uh, what he's heard from around the world. Right now, it is a great pleasure to be joined by Jew in the City, Allison Josephs, who has a new show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Allison, good morning and welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. You're welcome. First, I want to wish you a Mazel Tov. I understand that you're at a family simcha in a uh, in a uh, an undisclosed location somewhere yes. in the world. Yes. We uh, we want to wish you a Mazel Tov on that and appreciate uh, that. Also, uh, with, with some lack of sleep, you're joining us this morning. I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so you have a new show on um, Thursday mornings on the Nachum Siegel Network called uh, Jew in the City Speaks. And uh, what is the um, and it began last week. What is the uh, uh, goal of the show on the network, that particular segment? So I think we're sort of continuing along with the theme of kind of what the website and what June the City is about. And our, our mission is to break down stereotypes about Orthodox Jews and to show the, the humor and the meaning, you know, inside of a traditional Jewish life. So sort of taking those ideas we're having on various guests, um, you know, an easy thing for me to connect with um, our people that have been our Orthodox Jewish All-Stars the last couple of years and this year. We have, um, for the third year now, we've had ten individuals that we've selected. Um, the last two years have been, nom- um, have been nominated by the public, and then a panel of uh, judges have chosen people in different fields who have risen to the top of their fields, who um, have you know remained observant, who are doing some really cool things in law, in medicine, in you know, a variety of areas who are taking off 25 hours every single Shabbos, who are keeping kosher no matter where, you know, their job takes them in the world. Um, So those are going to be a lot of people we'll be talking to. And then we're going to hopefully try to hear from some people doing some out-of-the-box stereotype breaking down types of things, just sort of to give uh, listeners a chance to meet different types of people that, you know, break their misconceptions about what an Orthodox Jew has to be like. Absolutely. Uh, at some future time, we'll, we'll have you on to talk more about uh, everything that uh, that you do, and have, that we could spend hours discussing 
this whole topic. But right now, I want to focus on the, uh, you know, on the show and on what you just mentioned, the uh, Jewish All Stars. Um, there, there's some in that group, uh, by the way, that are not necessarily, if uh, if I could comment on it, are the top of their field yet. There are people who right. are going in. For instance, you have. Um, uh, of course, I, I don't remember her name right offhand. Like Esti Ackerman, who is uh, right now a highly ranked um, young uh, uh, player in the table tennis. Uh, she, I don't know if you know, she beat Ellie Hagler, uh, who's also on our network here. You know, uh, he didn't do as well as he thought. That was last year. I don't know if you heard about that. So she's pretty good. Right. <laughs> and, and she's an Olympic contender, if I remember sure. correctly. And then you have a, a young man who was featured in People magazine uh, a couple of months ago, who's, uh, what, 18 years old or so? Yeah. Um, sure. Joshua Meyer. Yeah. So uh, there are people who are also heading up in, in, in their uh, in their field. And then you have somebody like Barry Simon, who's been around a long time. Right. Uh, who deals in simple Things you know, very easy things like the spectral theory of Schrodinger's operators. You know, I don't know what that possibly means except a bunch of numbers. But how did you? I know that the people um, rec- uh, nominated, right. but what criteria were you looking for uh, in particular? Because in other words, are all these people necessarily uh, people who grew up Orthodox? Didn't grow up Orthodox? Uh, did it matter? Uh, what criteria were you looking for in there? So we have uh, four categories, um, science and uh, law. Law, sorry, that's not right. It's too early in the morning, science and law. Okay, there we go. Let's try that again. Um, math and science, uh, law and government, um, business and industry, and sports and entertainment. Um, sports is a little bit hard for, for Jews in general, but we've been able to find each year, like, you know, one. Um, so those are our four categories. So we, we like to spread the numbers across those. We try to make the numbers even five and five men and women. We try to have a representation um, from different parts of the Orthodox world, not just all modern Orthodox, but we try to have some people in the Haredi or Hasidic world every year as well. Um, and then we are looking for a certain wow factor, something that um, it's a company that the person is at the top of, or it's, you know, um, some award that everybody recognizes is, you know, universally prestigious. We're looking not just, you know, people will write in and say, oh, I've got a really great doctor. My doctor is the best. Right. Because that's not something that you can measure, but like, for instance, an SAT score going into a college, you know, it, the college entrance, um, you know, uh, group can take a look at an SAT score and say, ah, so we can compare these different students from different places and know what that number means. So we're trying to look for things like that are sort of universally like the Intel Prize or the Poincaré Prize or, you know, um, an Emmy or, right. you know, being ranked in Forbes. So things like that are, and there's a certain wow factor that we're going for that I'll admit I think is a certain thing that just sort of gets people like, um, you know, did you hear, you know, the head of BCB Generation, Max Azaria's daughter, is an Orthodox Jew now, like, wow. Right, so exactly. what, what the wow factor is, does it come from a place of shallowness maybe? Yeah, probably, perhaps. Um, what's the purpose of sort of um, peaking that wow factor? Because and then we say, and do you know that no matter where she goes, she's wearing a shade filter. No matter where right. she, what she does, she's keeping kosher. So the idea is that you get the wow factor, and then once they're sort of wowed, you say, and by the way, do you know that no matter what, this person is doing X, Y, Z? And it's sort of to increase Jewish pride, to show people what's possible, um, 
that's sort of where where it came from. Exactly, and the, the, I think the wow factor also takes into account the kiddush Hashem that the people are making as a, as a walking kiddush Hashem. Uh, so when when they're seen as uh, as people who are top in their profession, who happen to be orthodox, it's almost like like you say, oh, I didn't know that's possible. Now, if you if you look at the faces of some of the people, let's say in in the All Stars or in the Orthodox Jewish world in general. One thing I, I see is that you may, a person may not even realize that they're Orthodox, um, whereas there are others that maybe would, it, it's obvious they're Orthodox. Right. So I guess there's like a, a flip side. Sometimes people will say, oh, I didn't know that Orthodox Jews do this. Right. And the other side is, oh, I didn't know that these professions can be done by Orthodox Jews or are being done by Orthodox Jews. Sure. It's a, it's a little bit of both, because obviously if you see somebody wearing a um, a yarmulke, wearing a, a shaitl, wearing a, a bekesha, who's in the Orthodox community, obviously, and is doing some profession, you know, that, that's that's almost an obvious thing. Right. Uh, people don't know what it means, though, and this is really important to bring this out. It's uh, Now, you're having the event. Uh, when? When is the actual event for this? Uh, Tuesday night, December 2nd. It's okay. a cause for a lot of my sleeplessness right now, and... Uh, <laughs> Exhaustion, so I'm going to blame that. Yeah, so we're, we're gearing up. It's going to be um, at the Museum of Jewish Heritage in uh, downtown Manhattan. Mm, um, it's going to be an amazing evening with a, a lot of press. Um, I think already we have eight all-stars from this year confirmed. Oh, um, wow. It's exciting, yeah. Wow, excellent. Um, if, uh, I don't know, we'll see if S.D. Ackerman is going to be there. Maybe we can get Ellie uh, Hagler to do another, uh, uh, you know, uh, I won't even call it a... Um, a, a, a competition. <laughs> thing there. You know that she also uh, competed against Bobby Flay on the Rachel Ray Show. Yes, yes. Saw that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's amazing. You know, we just had on a guest from uh, uh, Mexico City, Mexico, who talked about the Shabbos project there. She said something interesting, which I was going to mention. It kind of ties in. Um, she said, and this was is within the Jewish community, she said that many barriers were broken in um, this weekend because there were people... Orthodox people who never invited even their their neighbor or never even thought to invite their neighbor who invited them, and there were acceptances, and there were others who never thought that they would go to somebody's house or go to shul or walk two hours to shul, mm. and who went and now have committed to walk in the future, and those barriers being broken uh, is you know similar. It's not it's not it's within the Jewish community, sure. but it, just that concept that. You know, it's it's not it's not a big deal. Try it. You'll like it. Right. Oh, we just did a video like that. Try it. You'll like the last video that we did was called Green Eggs No Ham. Ah, and it was based yes, on that. the book Green Eggs and Ham right. about a character saying, Ugh, I don't like Shabbos. Ugh, I don't like learning. Ugh, I don't <laughs> like prayer. And the Jew in the City character says to him, Try it. Maybe you'll like it. Yep. And if you don't, then you can walk away. But just try it first. Excellent. So. Okay, Allison, um, you're going to be on Thursday mornings at, uh, I think it's at 9.30, is that my uh, correct? 10 a.m. 10, I, I apologize, I apologize. <laughs> yes, I have the Just schedule Just in the here. morning like I do. Right. <laughs> 10 o'clock. Uh, you have a guest lined up for this uh, this coming Thursday? Uh, yes, we do. Mindy Pollack, who is the uh, first Hasidic woman to hold an elected office. Oh, in um, Canada, right? Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Okay, we look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I want to have you on again in the future so we can... Talk more about the goings on in the uh, in the world in which you live and uh, the exciting life in which you live. But I want to thank you again, Mazel Tov to you and your family on thank the uh, on the bar mitzvah, 
and uh, and we look forward to having you again soon. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Take care. Bye bye. Allison Josephs uh, from Jew in the City, from uh, an undisclosed location right now, celebrating a uh, a Simcha. We're going to go to some music and then. Um, yeah, Elliot Weisenberg just uh, texted me, and he said, uh, sports is just fine for Jews. Yes, of course, it is, absolutely. And that's what Allison said. They try to get somebody in sports also. Maybe you can coordinate and give her some ideas in the in the future. It's it's not the easiest thing to uh, to do. We are going to go to some more music. I think we're going to finish up with God Elbaz, and then, and then uh, we are going to um, have uh, Rabbi Goldstein on from South Africa in just a minute or so, and uh, we'll talk about the Shabbos Project and its uh, effect worldwide. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is uh, JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> כל יום שעובר אני זוכר את תפילותיי הכבוסות ביותר וכאה לשבח ושמח לפאר ונשבע שאעשה את זה יותר נתת לי כישרון לקחת דף עיפרון ולחדור ללב ההמון שבתוך תהום הצבת סביבי מלאכים שומרים הצלבת דרכיים אנשים טובים אני יודע שדלתות לא נפתחות מעצמן הבנתי הכל מקוון בחיי אמונה בליבי אלוקיי מעליי ולכן אין כל מכשול לרעי Oh, 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 oh,
Everybody's looking at me. No, they're not. Everybody's looking at me. No, 8.51 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matt Swine guest with you. Thanks to Ellie Schwebel for I Just Want to Be Me. We'll uh, try to get to him another time and finish up. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Welcome to JM Sunday. Hi, uh, good morning to you and to all of your listeners. Thank you so much. I know we only have a couple of minutes, but I wanted to get a wrap-up, and I, I thank you so much for joining us, uh, of how the Shabbos project was in South Africa. And uh, and then I'll tell you something that I heard from Mexico City, Mexico. We had somebody on from there. So how was it in South Africa this past Shabbat? Yeah, it was, um, it was inspiring. I think, you know, even stronger than last year, if that's possible, even more people who kept Shabbos, who didn't keep it last year. And, uh, you know, there was a tremendous spirit with many um, open-air dinners on a Friday night. There was one in the Oakland area of 1,200 people and the Savoy area of 700 people and many, many other uh, Shabbos uh, events um, and, and a tremendous spirit and so many inspiring stories of people keeping their very first Shabbos ever. So, so Baruch Hashem, it was great. And also stories are pouring in from all around the world um, you know, for your listeners can get a good uh, feel for it. Look on the on the website, you know, which is the the shabbatsproject.org um, or the shabbatsproject.org, however you wish to write it. You'll find it. It's on live streaming. So as things are posted anywhere on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere on the internet, it gets pulled onto the website automatically, and uh, you'll see the the tremendous energy that was taking place in every part of the globe. The stories there from Rotterdam in Holland and from uh, Las Vegas and Ottawa and uh, Melbourne and, and all over the world. And uh, uh, people really enjoy having a look at seeing you know, what happened as there was uh, inspiration all around the globe. So, so thank God this year's Shabbos project, uh, which was the first from a, uh, South Africa was the second one, but globally it was the very first one. And uh, you know, thank God by all accounts, um, it's uh, been you know, a tremendous source of inspiration for so people all around the world. Uh, amazing. I'll share this with you. We had on uh, Yaffa Berger Palti from, uh, from Mexico City, Mexico. She reported that on Thursday night there were 3,000 women together from the four major Jewish communities in Mexico City. They were together baking challah. There were hotels filled with people who wanted to stay over so they could be close to shuls. There were people who had never kept Shabbos before that kept Shabbos. There were people who walked one and a half to two hours to get to shul and then had decided that from now on, when they go, they're not going to drive, they are going to walk. And she also said that barriers were broken between different groups. There were people who keep Shabbos, who never thought of inviting someone else, even their own neighbor, and there were people who who did, of course, invite, and there were people who were never invited before, who never thought they would even go for a Shabbos, who accepted the invitation and went for the very first time. And she said that the, the experience was amazing for all the people that were there. Amazing. Uh, those are exactly the kind of stories that are pouring in from all around the world. Um, it's so inspiring to hear them. I mean, you know, for example, in the challah making in Buenos Aires, there were more than 4,000 women. In Toronto, there were more than 2,500 women. In Melbourne, uh, 2,500. Sydney, 2,500. London, more than 3,000 um, women in all of these different places, and and that's just uh, you know scratching the surface. I even got an email on Friday from a group in Cordova in Argentina, 
uh, you know, which is a very small Jewish community right. compared to Buenos Aires and the other places. And they also had a small chalabat. And uh, Miami, I think, had way over 4,000 women uh, participating. I know Detroit, Michigan had an amazing, uh, amazing event. So it's literally in, in I mean, you know that the Shabbos Project, um, we, we had partner groups working in more than 460 cities worldwide by the time we got to, to the Arab Shabbos in 64 countries. Wow. So the, 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 the electricity all around the globe and in Eretz Israel as well um, has, has Baruch Hashem been tremendous with uh, so many people keeping Shabbos for the very first time and celebrating Shabbos and, and you know, really uh, being part of it in, in every way and um, you know, it's, it's just been such a, a privilege to, to be part of this. Rabbi, I, I know that uh, you know this, and I hope you don't mind my saying it, but uh, you know, this is a tremendous tribute to you and to the work that you did and started last year uh, and, uh, and just saw it through and continued and now worldwide. It's, it's a, you know, a, a Yashakach is a, is a, is an understatement to uh, the effect you've had yeah. on tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people in one weekend. Yeah, and and uh, look, the um, I, I think the the for what for me what has been most um, inspiring and in certain ways even surprising has been the extent of how fast this has spread all around the world, and I think that's because of this natural connection that Amisol has to Shabbos. Exactly, and uh, it's really played itself out in the most magnificent way, and you're already, you know, putting plans together for next year. I think uh, people can already put in for Pasha's Lechlecha next year, in 23, 24 October 2015, and, you know, we have plans to host a, a very large conference of all Shabbos Project partners in South Africa, you know, to, for people to come to South Africa and to uh, share all of the, you know, the, the success stories of, the, of different places, to share the wisdom, to... Uh, you know, to, to have a common sense of vision for, for the entire movement, uh, you know, so that's also very exciting, and, and, and their, their plans are fit for that to start in the not future. Hey, I, I think maybe we should broadcast a show from there. Can can you, uh, you know, get a spot for us down there? <laughs> we'll broadcast well, live. It's greatest of pleasure. I'll, we'll welcome you with, uh, with open arms. You'll, you'll love the community, and uh, we, really, we really are hoping in the next number of months to host such a conference, and, and I think... If you come, we'll, uh, we'll gladly host you, and you can you can come and join in, and um, and and you know because we really want to uh, be able to to meet all of our partner groups face to face. I mean, there'll be more than fifteen hundred partner groups throughout wow. the world, wow. and we want to open it up to those who perhaps were not partners this year, would like to become partners, and to come and to get a sense of the vision, the ethos, uh, the values of the of the movement, and um, you know to really be galvanized and prepare for. For next year, please, God. Excellent. And uh, the uh, the one thing I'll, I'll end with is, uh, again, what uh, Yaffa said from Mexico City when I asked her, what about next week? And she said that many, so many people have already made plans for this coming Shabbos to invite more people, to have people come in to make arrangements. Those who came for the first time also themselves have said that they wanted to make arrangements for the following weeks and figure out what to do. So obviously, this is not just a once-a-year thing. It is continuing, and uh, you should go from, as they say, from strength to strength and keeping this up. And I, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm sure you're existing with very little sleep. And uh, you know we'll, we'll be in touch in, in the near future to find out uh, how it's going down there in South Africa. Okay, great. And uh, thank you for... 
helping to tell the story and, and, and to share the light of what's going on. My pleasure. Have a great day. Tzlacha again, Rabbi Warren Thank Goldstein. You. Thank you so much for joining us here on JM Sunday. It is uh, coming up to the end of the show, and uh, whoa, what, what a day this morning. Let's see, uh, Rabbi Goldwasser, um, news from um, news from Israel, Elliot Weiselberg, uh, Jaffa Berger Palti from um, from Mexico City, Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, and Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back here next week on the Nachum Siegel Network right here on JM Sunday.